Now let's try to say that like we mean it. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get it all today. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, you know, I say this quite often, and I've probably been doing it now for 20 years. And, uh, but, uh, you know, if you're going to come and get something, you might as well come and get something. Right? And, you know, if you come to receive, guess what? You receive. You get something. Amen. It's amazing how God can speak to you. Amen. And give you what you need to hear. Amen. Just because you came receptive. Amen. It's amazing. Amen. And so uh, you always want a purpose, you know, uh, to be receptive. Now, if you came here today and say, well, I'm not receptive. Well, then let's change. Just purpose right now and say, I'm going to be receptive. Amen. I'm going to receive something. Because I believe God has something for every one of us. I said, I believe God has something for every one of us. I said, I believe God has something for every one of us. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. Now, um, last week, um, began to share some things about, uh, about simplicity, the simplicity uh, in Christ. And, and really, I've been kind of moving towards this uh, thing of just kind of coming into signs, wonders, and miracles and different things, just trying to move us towards some of that. Uh, do uh, not only give more opportunity for times of prayer, but also we're going to give more word concerning these kind of things. And so little by little... We're trying to bring in, amen, just some understanding of some things because I don't want to miss out. About three of you agreed with that. Okay, I don't want to miss out on anything. If God has a miracle for me, a miracle for you, if God has a breakthrough for me or a breakthrough for you, then bless God, let's grab it. Amen? Amen. amen. It's kind of our theme, amen? And so... Um, last week started talking about simplicity, and we started talking about how the enemy likes to come in and muddy the waters, how the enemy tries to come in, and what he tries to do is to bring, uh, to taint or to complicate your minds concerning the simplicity that's in Christ. And the same thing that he did to Eve and, uh, in the garden is the same thing he tries to do to you and me. That's what he always does. He, the warfare is up here in the head come at you and somehow convince you that it's not going to happen for you or it can't happen for you or whatever. And so what we begin to do is begin to talk about, amen, first and foremost, to, you know, we expose the enemy as a deceiver. He just deceived. He just deceptive. And it's a ploy to try to muddy the water so you won't receive. And so we talked about just the simple things, Amen. You can't complicate this because, uh, you know, you just got to be a receiver. God is good. Amen. The devil is bad. The devil bad. God good. God good. Devil bad. Not hard, is it? It's that simple. Amen. You just it's amazing how how we how uh, you know we allow certain things in and then it complicates that. Pretty soon you start to say, "Well, you know, God's good, but" And all you've done now is you just muddied the waters. You let the enemy come in and you muddy the waters. And the next thing you know, you're not receiving what God has for you. Amen. God is always good. The devil is always bad. Amen. And we made that real clear last week. We also made it pretty clear last week that nothing is impossible with God. Period. Nothing's impossible. It's amazing what God can do even with a little bit of, you know, Something that you think, what could God do with that? Well, you know, tell that to the little boy that brought the fishes and the loaves. 
I just, you know, just think about that, that story in itself. You know, feeding thousands of people because one boy, amen, had, had, his, had lunch. Obviously, he came back from Fred Myers, you know, and had his bag full and, and thinking he's heading home. And, and all of a sudden, he sees a crowd of people. And he thought, well, I'm going to go check this out like any little boy would. I said, like any boy, little boy would. And so he shows up. Now, we don't know the whole story. All we know is Jesus told the disciples, let's feed them. And they're thinking, you know what, you know, we're going to have to go to Fred Myers ourselves. And I don't even think, you know, I don't even know if they got enough at Fred Myers. Well, okay, Fred Myers wasn't there, but, you know, I'll give a little ploy for him, you know, maybe a little. Anyway, the point is, they started looking around and who, what happened? The boy had fishes and loaves. And out of the fishes and loaves, hey, that'll work. Gives him something to work with. So what's he do? Blesses it. Amen. Lists it before God, blesses it, hands it back to the disciples. They turn. And as they handed it out, it multiplied in their hands. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing is impossible with God. You have got to settle that. When you start looking at that situation, think there's no way out, there's no way around this, there's no way through this. Well, it's a good time to lean on God. It's a good hour to lean on God. Come on, somebody, because nothing is impossible with God. And it says nothing's impossible with those who believe. So how many believers we got in the house today? All right, praise the Lord. Go ahead, give Him praise. Come on. All right, now. All right, we're going we're gonna to take it from there today, amen, and we're going to talk, come out of Romans 4, if you will, Romans 4, and today, I just kind of threw a title on it today, I'm just, uh, we're going to call it uh, Believe and Receive, amen, now we're going to talk about the promises some here today, but we're going to talk about believing and receiving, so this, remember, the whole thing we're working towards, everything we're working towards is, if there are signs, wonders, and miracles for us to have, if there's breakthroughs for us to have, if there's increase for us to have, bless God, I'm positioning myself for it, praise God. Amen. Is there anybody else in agreement with that today? We just might as well position ourselves for it and do whatever it takes, amen. So if it's my head's getting in the way, then bless God, we're going to get my head straight. Come on, somebody. And if my believing's in the way, I'm going to praise God. We're going to shift that and get it right. Praise God. Whatever it is. Amen. Because I'm going to be a receiver of all that God has for me. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else yeah. determined to do the same thing? Amen. Yeah. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to get her too. Praise God. All right. Now, this here is talking about Abraham. And of course, uh, uh, Abraham, the father of our faith, earlier on says, calls him the father of our faith. Praise God. Uh, in the same way that Abraham got it, it's the same way you and me get it. We believe and we receive, praise God. And it said that he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Did not waver. Now, we know in the very beginning, he obviously struggled a little bit, but he got to the place where he didn't waver. Now, I want to get to the place where I don't waver. I, I want you to get to the place where you don't waver. At least to stagger or, you know, to stumble. And that literally means to, you know, just you, you, you kind of are unsure. All right? I don't want you to be unsure. I want you to have it settled. Amen. Are you still with me? Yeah. Let me get to it on here because, amen. So verse, let's go to verse uh, 21 now. Amen. Verse 21. Hallelujah. And it says, And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Amen. So there's two things I'm going to bring out of this text here today. Uh, uh, number one is that, 
we're going to have faith for the promise because there's promises, right? There's a faith for the promise. And then we're going to have faith in the promise. Are you still with me? Because it's two different things. Because you may agree with the fact that it says that in the Bible. You may agree with the fact that it is a promise from God. You know, it's kind of like the same thing. You know, you can, you can believe in God and never believe God. A lot of Christians believe in God, but they don't believe God. Okay, because God's talking. God said that same promise is for you and me. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But if you don't want to believe it, then you go without it. Are you still with me? Being fully convinced, amen, that what he had promised he was also able to perform. Are you with me? All right. Praise God. So with that said, praise God. Let's look at a few definitions here of this text. The word faith itself, okay, Greek word pistis, okay, P-I-S-T-I-S, which means to believe or believe in. It means to be persuaded of, to have conviction of, to trust to have confidence in. These are all uh, synonyms to this word faith. It means literally to, to rely upon or to, or to depend upon. To rely upon or to depend upon. So when we're talking about having faith in God. We're talking about believing God. Right? Talking about being persuaded that what God said was accurate. Be, being convicted about, amen, about what God has said. Having trust in God. Having confidence in God. Relying on God. Depending on God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to have faith in God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first thing I want to talk about, though, is faith, hallelujah, in the promise. There are promises for you and me. Amen. So let's take a quick look at that. Amen. So put me uh, 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 20, please. It says this, for all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him amen to the glory of God through us. Everybody say all the promises. Okay, so what is a promise? The word promise uh, is an expression, uh, pardon me, well, it's an it means an expressed assurance, okay, so something that God has expressed, all right, on which your expectation is to be based. You're supposed to believe it. You're supposed to expect it. He declared it, and you're supposed to expect it. So a promise is something that God has expressed for you to expect. If God said it, you know, we have these little bumper stickers. You know, if God said it, I believe it. You know, and uh, we, got, we, we need to believe it. <laughs> Amen. So all the promises of God, everybody say all of them. All. all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him, amen, hallelujah, to the glory of God through us. In other words, God didn't change His mind about it. Somebody said, well, I'm not deserving of it. Well, no kidding. Well, I'm not deserving. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I've made too many mistakes. Well, no kidding. But aren't you glad it has nothing to do with your mistake? It has nothing to do with your past. It has nothing to do with where, where you're at. Amen. All he's asking is for you to receive or, or to believe it so you can receive it. He just needs you to believe it. Well, listen, did Jesus pay a price for you? Yes. 
Do you think what he paid was enough for you? I don't know. Some of you are stinkers. But did what Jesus do, was it enough for you? Well, I mean, you know, you're going to have to answer that because you, you know about you. There's some things you know about you that I don't know about you yet. Hallelujah. Come on, right? So, see, that's, a, that's the key. Because you know you. And if you struggle in the, inside with you, you may not ever receive a promise because you think you're not worthy of it. And so in the meantime, all God's asking, He's not saying, listen, I'm not asking you to do anything to try to earn this. It's already the price has been paid. I'm just asking for you to believe it and receive it. All the promises. Everybody say all the promises. Everything that He's proclaimed, everything that He's expressed, for us to expect, hallelujah, all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Okay, let's keep this going. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. Put that on the board. It says, But now He has obtained a more excellent ministry, talking about Jesus, inasmuch as He is also mediator of a better covenant. Everybody say, a better covenant. A better covenant which was established on better promises. Okay? We're just going to pave the way here a little bit. So, a better covenant established on better promises. Okay, again, there's that word promises. Now, he's talking about a covenant. So what's a covenant? Uh, the word covenant means a testament or will. A lot of times you'll see like the will and testament of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's talking about the covenants. Okay, there's an old covenant. There's a new covenant. Am I right? Okay, so talking about, amen, a new, or an old covenant and a new covenant. Here he's talking about that the, 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 uh, the promises of the new covenant are, praise God, are It's a better covenant established on better promises. Okay, again, let's define a covenant. A testament, a will, it means this, a contract. What you have in your hand here is a contract. You got a contract. No, I got a Bible. No, you got a contract. It was signed in blood. Are you with me? So in this contract, amen, it says here that a covenant is a contract, it is a writing containing agreements or promises made. So in here, listen now, might as well get this, right? So now if all the promises of God are yes and amen, and God says all you have to do is receive, uh, believe that you receive, amen, then you might, what does all that mean then? Well, it means that this thing right here is a writing, a contract that is filled with agreements, and with promises. Now, I've never done it personally. I've had people that have told me, you know, they've kind of taken the time going through some things. Uh, I've heard people who have gone through it all. And every one of them agree with this. There are thousands of promises in here. Thousands. And it deals with every area of your life. All right? Hallelujah. All through this. And so in here we have, in a contract, in a writing... Amen. The B-I-B-L-E. Come on, somebody. We have right here agreements and promises. Are you with me? For you to believe. For you to expect. For you to trust in. For you to have confidence in. 
Try this side. For you to rely on. For you to depend on. For you to have conviction about. For you to trust in. Amen. Right here. Okay. For you and me. Rick, you can have any one of them. Amen. I would. Amen. Yeah, me and Doug got a thing. We're talking now. We're, we're going to take everything God's going to offer, right, Doug? Amen. We're going after it. I don't care what it is. We're going after it. Hallelujah. I'm going to take it. Anybody else with me on that one? You can jump in, too. If he's got something for me, I might as well get it. You know, you all know me. I always say this, but it's just the way it is. If I pull into McDonald's, amen, and they ask, do I want a full meal deal? Of course. Duh. Supersize me. Somebody says, well, are you going to eat all that? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Somebody's going to say, do you want more? Of course. So God says, how much do you want? All that you'll give me. Well, doesn't that sound a little greedy? I'm not the one that made up the rules. I didn't make up any of this. If God said all of these are for you to have, amen, you might as well have them all. He says, yes. He doesn't say no. He says yes, and he says amen. The word amen means so be it. Now, he's just wanting to know, is there anybody else that will receive it? Anybody else out there that will believe in it? Anybody else out there that will put, hallelujah, their expectation on that? Praise God. All right. Now, so, put, uh, put Psalms. I, I thought this was worthy of bringing this up, okay? Uh, Psalms uh, 103, um, because even under the Old Covenant, I thought, I mean, there's amazing how many promises are even in the Old Covenant. Amen. Now, remember, the New Covenant's a better covenant established on better promises, but he didn't say you couldn't have what was even offered in the Old Covenant. And in fact, if anything, whatever he offered Abraham, he offered to me, because the Word says that if I'm Christ, then I'm Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So whatever he promised that man, I can have. And there's a lot he promised Abraham. Well, anyway. One thing after another here. But here we go. A Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. In other words, he commanded his soul to bless God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His... That's just another way of saying promises. Don't forget about them. Don't lose sight of them. Let's, let's do another verse here. Let's do a couple more. Uh, who forgives all your iniquities. My, my goodness, if he's even offering that in the Old Covenant, and we, we're in a New Covenant established on better promises, why do you think for some reason he's not going to forgive you? Amen. What is it you did that's so horrible, so terrible, that, that the blood of Jesus couldn't cover? Amen. Who heals? Oh, well, a few of your diseases. You know, there's a couple of them really big ones. I don't know. All your diseases. We're in a new covenant established on better promises, right? Better, better covenant on better promises. Amen. He still heals. He still delivers. He still sets the captives free. Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is a promise for you and me. It's your benefits. Does anybody, you know, uh, you know, when you kind of signed on with something, maybe, uh, maybe you signed on with a company and they give you this uh, severance package. You know, well, you better learn it. Why? Because those are your benefits. You don't want to miss out on your benefits. A lot of people, they live in a country called America. 
the big U.S. of A. And I've got benefits. Come on, somebody. Don't even have a clue. Whole nother sermon. We'll leave that alone. It's the same thing. Uh, you might have signed on with some, some contract with something. Uh, you know, made a decision that you're going to uh, whatever. There's just something you signed on, and they have, a, they have a package that comes with that. So many air miles, so many this, so many that, whatever. Well, it's best to learn it so you know what you're going to get. Because why? Because the enemy will come along and muddy the waters and get you to think you don't have nothing coming to you. So you better know your promises. So he forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. Give me another couple of verses. Let's look at this. He redeems your life from destruction. Well, man, that means that you don't have to fall prey to destruction. But you can be, amen, you can walk free from it. Why? Because you're redeemed. Amen. He's redeemed your life from it. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Well, I'm glad that's what crowns me. Come on, somebody. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. There's a few of you better be jumping on that. Am I right? I mean, if you don't watch a preacher, you're talking old. Well, I'm just, I'm just so old, this guy, I'll tell you what, I just, well, I can't even believe an old body like this could even be doing this today. I'll tell you, knock it off. Your mouth's supposed to be talking something else. Come on, somebody. Why? Because that's a promise. Hallelujah. I've heard, you know, a lot of teaching on stuff like, you know, the, the certain eagles and they, you know, renews his youth, you know, renews its, you know, everything gets renewed, you know. They literally beat his beak off and grow a new beak. So maybe some of you just need your beak beat off. <laughs> just, just a thought. I'm just having, I don't know, just kind of came and, you know, whatever. Grow some new feathers, whatever. Uh, whatever, okay. I mean, some of you, you know, I mean, really, right? I mean, I'll take it. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, you know, so let's, you know, get renewed. Praise God. Look at your neighbor. Say it's a good thing to be. Praise the Lord. Are you doing okay? Did I lose you? All right. Let's, how about another one? Let's, how about verse 6? Okay. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. So even if, if all of a sudden everybody else is against you, you got somebody that's on your side. So I made a decision that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that would rise against me in judgment has been declared in the wrong. Why? Because that's my heritage. Because I'm a servant of the Most High, and my righteousness is of Him. So He executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. So you might say, well, I feel oppressed, and I feel like I'm being... Well, right here, stand on that promise. Amen. It ain't something you have to go out and try to, try to work it all out. You just, amen, lean on God, trusting God, let God lead you. Come on. Anybody else with me? Let's, let's try one more. Let's have, have another one here. What do we got here? Uh, he has made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children. We're talking about signs, wonders, and miracles here. He made known his ways. He showed, showed Moses how this all works. Amen. The children of Israel got to see all the signs and wonders, got to see the acts, got to see all that what God would do. Praise God. Do you know God is still doing that and even better? Why? Because we're part of a better covenant established on better promises. Amen. Put that as it Psalms uh, 68, I think it is. Uh, I just thought this was good. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us. Now that's a hallelujah. I like daily loads. Amen. Just load her up. Praise God. Daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Look, up, look at your neighbor and say, let's get loaded up. Praise God. Amen. That was weak. Let's get loaded up. 
with the benefits of God. Now, is there anybody else in here ready to receive anything? Yeah. All right. So, let's go to another one here. How about uh, put Hebrews 6 up there? Okay, let's get back to New Covenant. Let's talk some more about this man named Abraham. All right, we'll get into that. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Everybody say, till the end. Hebrews 6 and uh, 12 now. That you do not become sluggish, lazy, literally means to avoid pain, but you imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So through your faith, amen, amen, and through your patience, that word patience literally means consistency or constancy, to be constant, okay? So a lot of times, you know, in today's vernacular, patience kind of has a uh, a little bit different kind of a twist to it. We have a tendency to uh, look at patience like almost like settling for seconds best. Well, just be patient. You know, I know nothing's happening, but just, just be patient. And we, we have a tendency that, that word patience comes out without any faith anchored to it. Come on, somebody. But this word here is talking about through faith and patience. In other words, being, being a people of faith, believing, come on, convicted, trust, reliance, dependence and being consistent with your trust, your reliance, your dependence. Come on, that's what it means. So in other words, I'm going to stay in faith, amen, regardless of the situation. I'm not backing up. I'm not settling uh, for anything other than what God has promised. Am I still here? Or am I still uh, got your attention? Listen, if you don't watch it pretty soon, you start saying, well, you know, come on. You know, it's not a big deal. I mean, you know, you know, if God don't want to do that, you know, or, you know, it's sometimes, you know, at least something happens. If you don't watch it, you allow the enemy come in there and muddy the waters. And pretty soon you're not receiving all that God has offered you. Because you've allowed now the enemy to come in and deceive your mind. He'll corrupt it. He'll taint it. Pretty soon you're not, you're, you, pretty soon you start thinking, you're being too greedy to want all that God has offered. And what you've done is bought a lie by the enemy thinking, you know, you're only allowed this much and you'd be happy. And the whole time God says, all of this is yours. And so we're thinking, well, you know, God did this. That's enough. No, it ain't. Not if God's offered all this. And you think you're doing God a favor by, by just, you know, just give me a little log cabin in the corner of heaven, sir. That's all I need. No, God wants a whole full-blown mansion. If it's built of logs, hallelujah, whatever you want. He'll make it look like you want. I don't know. I mean, however, get your own picture. But the point is, if you don't watch it pretty soon, we backing down and we're just accepting a little sliver of all that he's offered. Well, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Anybody else in here in line? Amen. I want it all. All right. Let's keep reading here. Verse, uh, let's see, yeah, we'll go to 13. This now jumps in here about uh, Abraham. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, okay, verse 14, 
saying, Surely blessing I will bless you. So he spoke to Abraham, and, and multiplying I will multiply you. Amen. Made a promise to him. Verse 15, And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Everybody say he obtained the promise. Now the word patiently endure here is referring to the same thing, being consistent, but literally means long-spirited. So what he was, he was long In other words, he remained locked on. When he got to the place where he, he locked on to it, it didn't matter now. It didn't matter. He locked on and he got his promise. Through faith and patience, you inherit it. Not through, you know, a moment of faith and then no faith. Not a moment of saying, I agree and then I don't. I'm going to show you that, that messes up, that just muddies it all up, messes it up, and then pretty soon you're going home with nothing. Are you with me? Yep. You might as well get, if there's a miracle, you had a house promised to you. Yep. Am I right? Yep. House promised to you. Yep. Word of the Lord. Prophet spoke it. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So what do you got coming to you, Kathy? A house. Yeah. Why do you have a house coming to you? Because. Because why? Because that's a promise I'm not trying to put God. you on spot, but I am. <laughs> why do you have a house coming to you? Because God promised you one. Yes, He did. So that word of the Lord was just as important as the word you have sitting right here. In fact, we can go to the verse here and find you a house. We can go right here. There she is. She's got a whole list of them. Look at all that. But she was standing on that. Nobody else knew about it. And the word of the Lord came from the man of God, spoke over her. Amen. When Reverend Webb was here, spoke a word over her. She told nobody about it. He confirmed it through, amen, a word of knowledge. Gave it to her, praise God, and anchored her, praise God, the fact that everything you're standing on is yours. If somebody just talked to me a little bit ago, saying God gave them, if I can, I hope I can slip some of this out, amen, amen, uh, free, free land worth 1.5. Because they dared believe God. Who do you think you are believing God for that? A child of God who's been offered from God a promise by the Spirit of God, amen, for me to anchor my faith to so that promise can manifest. Why? Because it's mine. Well, I wouldn't want to tell God. It ain't telling God nothing. I'm just agreeing with God. We have promises of health. Receive it. Promises of financial breakthrough, receive it. Promises concerning your marriage, receive it. Promises concerning your children. Oh, but you just don't know the kids I got. It doesn't matter the kids you got. You have a promise. See, you're being, that's why he says we walk by and not by sight. Because if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're more moved by what you see. You're more moved by what you heard. You're more moved by what everybody else says. And the whole time God had a promise and you chose to believe somebody else instead of the Father. (coughs) Promises. Give me uh, uh, like chapter 10, right? Hebrews 10. Uh, I think this is good. Uh, For you have need of endurance. So that's actually the same uh, Greek word there, 
Okay, so talking about this consistency. Some translations even say consistent endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, in other words, you took your stand, you made your stand, what happens when you consistently stay there? What happens? You receive what? Promise. Promise. In fact, a couple verses later, it talks about, amen, about faith. You live by faith. That's how we do it. That's the just, the just, the justified, the righteous. That's you and me. You've been made the righteousness of God. You've been justified. Why? Because of what Jesus did. I've been made right. Why? Because of what Jesus did. It had nothing to do with what Jerry did. And Jerry, you know, he does, he's pretty good. I live this thing and I pray it and I believe it. Come on, I live pretty clean. And I press in and I go after it. But Jerry couldn't be good enough to earn all that he's offered. Couldn't even begin to be good enough. So I thought, you know, if all I have to do is hook up to the one that was, that did, that paid the price, come into that covenant, all based on what he did, well, bless the Lord. I'll receive my righteousness. I'll receive my justification. The just, how do we live? How should we live? Well, let's think. How should we live? We should live by faith, by reliance, by dependence on God. Amen. By a trust in God, by confidence in God. Amen. We should live, praise God, with conviction that what God has said, praise God, He'll also do, praise God. Can I hear a big amen? And if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Well, look at your neighbor and say, then let's not draw back. I'm not going to back up. I don't ever want to be caught. I mean, my goodness, if, if, if he comes today, comes tomorrow, comes next year, comes in 10 years, I, whatever. I don't want to be the guy backing up. I want to be the guy moving forward. Yeah. Are you doing okay or have I run you out already? Listen, I'm telling you, this, this, we're talking about signs, wonders, and miracles. What if the miracle, the sign, the wonder that happens to you, uh, what if the person next to you or the person in your family or the person that you have contact with through, through the course of the week, maybe that's the very thing, hallelujah, that turns things around for them. Why? Because God is so good and manifested himself on your behalf. About three of you got in on that one. All right. That's fine. Three is better than none. But I want to know, hallelujah, are you going to be somebody that's going to move forward in this or are you going to be backing up? Going forward. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's try something else. Let's see what we can do here. Um, let's see. Let's go back to Romans uh, 4. Let's put, uh, let's put actually 20 and 21 both. We'll, we'll read both of them, Kathy. Give Kathy a, a, a praise back there. Come on, give, give her. Amen. What a blessing. And sometimes it's not easy following pastor, you know, so she's got to really be on, on, you know, really on top of it. And it says here, and he did not waver, talking about Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. So that's the way we settle it, right? There's promises, right? Yes. Yes. So don't be one that wavers. There's promise. Okay, you might say, well, I don't understand it all, but there's a promise. Well, you know, this thing, no, there's a promise. A promise. You know, my kids know enough about that. If I tell my kids something we're going to do, they, 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 won't, won't let you, they won't let you forget about it. <laughs> hey, you promised. They hold me to it. Does that, does that make me mad as a dad? Darn kid. What's your problem? Making me, 
you know, hold to to something I promised you? Who do you think you are? I'm the parent here. No, you think, no, no, that's the way it should be, right? You made a promise. Amen. Well, you have a heavenly father who made promises. And he, he's thrilled when you say, Lord, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to believe what you said. Because nothing's too hard for him, and he's good all the time. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, he didn't unplug. He stayed plugged in. Now, it took a few, a uh, couple things up front, but once he got her locked in, he was locked in. No different than you and me. I didn't do everything right. You didn't do everything right. Every now and then we wavered. Every now and then we unplugged. Every now and then we maybe yielded to doubt. Come on, somebody. But once you get it locked in, you get you honed in on that baby, lock in, praise God, you stay connected. Through faith and your consistency, your patience, you grab hold of that promise. Okay, he did, not, uh, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. Verse 21, and being fully convinced. That's what we're trying to get to right there. Whew. I want to be fully convinced. One translation says persuaded. I want to be fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform. So if the father of our faith, that's what had to work in him, that's the same thing that has to work in you and me. Because that's how our faith operates. So if the promise is there, and it's, it's all yes and amen, it's for anybody who wants it, praise God, then I just got to get to this part where I'm fully convinced. I don't waver at it anymore. I don't struggle with it. Because if I can get to a place where I'm fully convinced, I can have the manifestation. And you got to get honest with yourself. That's, that's why sometimes this kind of message, a lot of people just, pfft. did I spit on you? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you got to get real with yourself. <laughs> You'll take it. <laughs> I mean, am I right? you got to be real. That's why a lot of people, they struggle with the faith message because, well, it means now I'm, I'm accountable. I'm accountable for my faith. Okay, okay. Uh, give me uh, Matthew, uh, the next, um, see, is it Matthew and, uh, what did I see? Is that it, 9? Matthew 9? That's it, that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, now, Jesus, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Okay, cool. So, he, you know, he, they're trying to, you know, lock on. They've heard things. This guy heals people. This guy, there's things that happen. So if we can get hooked up with this guy, we can get something. Jesus didn't turn around and say, you're needy. <laughs> he didn't look at him and go, who do you think you are, you arrogant thing? He didn't look at him and say, you abuser, trying to get something for nothing. Verse 28, and when he had come into the house, the, two, uh, the, the blind men came to him. In other words, he was in the house. They follow. What are they doing? They're going to get what's theirs. They're going to get what they came for. 
And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? I believe he asks that question all the time. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? That word believe comes from the same root word as faith. Okay, pastel. Okay, so it means the same thing, to have faith in. Do you have, do you have the faith? He's not, he's, not, he's not being critical. He's not being judgmental. He's not trying to, you know, think he's something he's not. He literally wants to know, do you have what it takes to get what you came for? Are you a person of faith right now? Can you be persuaded, convinced? Are you fully persuaded that what you came in the house to get, you're going to get? Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. So does everybody else. I have never had anybody come tell me, no. Can you, can you, can you hook up? Can you agree with me? Yes. You believe God? Can? Yes. And some of them lie. Listen, I'm not, no condemning, it's just a fact. You know, right there, see, if we're not being fully persuaded, then why lie about it? Do you want answers or not? Do you want your breakthrough or not? So then you got to get honest with yourself. You say, you know what? I am struggling with it still. I'm still up and down. I waver with this thing. I want to get past this thing. I want this thing to come to pass. But every time I get my mind on that, I start seeing myself as one not getting it or not receiving it or not seeing it happen. Praise the Lord. You say, how is that a praise the Lord? Because you're being real and honest. Now we have something to work with. We can change that. But to go off and lie and say, I don't have what it takes... You know, or to say you have what it takes when you don't, there we go, and then go off with not getting something, then you get mad at God, you get mad at the preacher man, you get mad at the world, you're mad at everybody, you're mad at yourself, you're mad at... <laughs> and all because you didn't get what you need or get what you, you wanted. But he's asking, do you have the faith to believe this? It's a simple question. Are you wavering or is it anchored? Because we're going to find out. So the next verse, 29, he said, and he touched their eyes saying, look at this, I love this, according to your faith. <laughs> according to your faith, let it be to you. Now, obviously, they, they did have it because they walked away well and whole. They walked away being able to see. Now, um, the, uh, the Greek... In this, I thought pretty cool. It means this: become what you believe. Become what you believe. So if they got their sight and they were cross-eyed, <laughs> are you listening? It was according to what they believed. If they they got their sight, but only one eye, they would have got what they believed. I didn't, I didn't write this. Jesus asked them, do you believe this? They said, yes. Okay, according to what you say you believe, this is what's going to happen. What is it you're believing for today? 
What is it you're in need of today? You need, is, is there a, a physical thing you need? Is it a financial thing? Is it a, is it a, a relational thing? Is it a mental thing? Is it, is it, is it something uh, going on that, that needs to happen in your, in your family? Something that needs to go on? Is there something that needs to happen? What, what, what do you believe today? Become what you believe. Well, I, I don't want to, I, I, you know, with what I'm believing right now, I don't want that to happen. Well, then let's change that. There's no condemnation. I said there's no condemnation. Just for whatever it's worth, okay, uh, which to me, you know, I think it's quite a bit. Um, uh, Matthew 9, uh, again, uh, talks about um, with the woman with the issue of blood. He, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Mark 10, to the blind Bartimaeus, he said, go your way, your faith has made you well. Everybody say, your faith. And in, in, in Luke 7, uh, the woman that, remember, that came into the house, uh, was uh, the word called her, calls her a sinful woman. So obviously had, had a, a past. Come on, somebody. She comes in through her tears uh, and, and, and her hair. She washes the feet of Jesus, anoints Him with the oil, okay? Gets called, you know, somebody doesn't like it. People in the room don't like what she's doing. But Jesus, let it be known. And obviously it was recorded in Scripture. Come on, somebody. It's a pretty big thing. Come on. But He said this to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In Luke 17, we see the leper who was made whole. He said, your faith made you whole. This is what you came to get, and this is what you're going home with. James 1, put that on the board. James 1, verse 6. What do you need done today? What do you need done in your life? What needs to happen in your family? What needs to happen uh, in, in, in the area of housing or area of jobs? or What needs to happen concerning uh, you know, your physical health? What is it you need? What is it you need? I'm talking about uh, asking of God. He says this in James 1 and 6, But let him ask in faith. Let him ask with confidence with reliance, with dependence and assurance. Let him ask with a trust in him. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. So it means we could doubt. Now the word doubt comes from the root word dis, which means two, twice, or again. So what he's referring to, in fact, every time the word doubt is referred, it's referring to a second thought. In other words, one minute you're believing, the next minute you're saying, it ain't going to happen, it ain't never going to work anyway. What was that? That's called doubt. Now he says this, I'm glad he said this. And, you know, if I say this to somebody, they might say, well, who do you think you are saying that? I, I, I'm just, this is what Jesus said. Well, actually, it was what James said, who was the half-brother of Jesus. He grew up in the same house Jesus did, this James. Are you hearing me? Okay, he said this, let him ask in faith with no doubting. He must have learned something. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Oh, my gosh. you got to be kidding me. Well, I don't want to be this guy. No, nobody's made that the refrigerator verse. Right? Nobody hangs that verse on their mirror or on their steering wheel or whatever you do with your verses. Right? Nobody says, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Blessed be his name. Nobody uses that verse. 
But that verse is connected to verse 6 and connected to verse 8. Give me verse 8. For he's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, he didn't say that, so now you walk away, I'm just an unstable, double-minded man. Hi, I'm Mr. Double-Minded. Huh? Hi, I just want you to know I'm unstable. Well, some people do actually kind of do that. <laughs> I do know some. I'm serious. That's the first thing I'll tell you. Nice to meet you. I'm unstable. Okay. Right? But that, he didn't say it for that reason. He didn't say it so you go around saying, I guess I'm just double-minded and unstable. No, he told you that so that you can make the adjustments. If you're wavering, let's not waver. Let's lock on to the promise. The Word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, which means is that promise in the Word of God, if I will continually hear it, continually take it in, literally means to bring it into the ear gates and into the eye gates. If I will do that, it begins to renew my mind, begins to settle into my heart, the core of the center, amen, and my life begins to live out of that. Come on, somebody. So if I'm wavering, hey, praise ye the Lord, I figured it out. Listen, I know when I'm wavering. I know when I'm unstable about something. I know when I'm doubting. And I stop right then. I, I will literally, I'll be praying along, praying about something. And I know right in the back, there's a little gnawing on this thing. This thing just, you know, is just gnawing at me. And right then I'll stop. I'll just say, wait a minute, Roberts. Get your head in the game. You foul devil. Back off. I'll take authority over right then and just start locking on, praise God. And you know when you're doing it. But you don't go on and keep going just being unstable and being double-minded because you don't receive anything. Are you coming back next week? About three of you. All right. Well, three or more are gathered. Listen, I, I, listen I, you might as well go home with something, right? You might as well go home with an understanding that if something ain't manifesting like it should be manifesting and it is a promise of God, it's for me to anchor my, my expectation to. And if this thing isn't really happening, there might be a reason. And it's not because God's holding out on you. And not because you were falsely taught. Because it's in the book. All right. Um, give me, um, um, give me the, uh, James 2. Let's put that text up real quick. We're wrapping her up here. Okay, here's another thing. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So obviously, this thing here has got to fit in here somewhere too, right? Now, I'm just talking about just a few things here that we can make adjustments so that we're not wavering. So what he says here, faith uh, uh, by itself. So that, you know, really what that means, if you stop and you think about it, means you believe in God, just not believe in God. Because you got faith in the fact that there is a God, but he says, just, just that kind of, in fact, in context, he says, even the demons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Even the demons believe that there's God. Well, of course they do. They've been slapped around by him. Even the demons believe that. So you can't just say, well, I believe God. 
or believe in God. Yeah, well, so the demons, that's, that's not enough. You can't just say, I believe in God. You have to also have some kind of action, some kind of corresponding action. That word works means that, corresponding action. So in other words, if you're wavering, you can check yourself out. This is how you do it. So you start thinking, well, if my mind's running around, I know one thing, I got doubt going. I got that second thought. I need to deal with that second thought. Or you can, you can see it in your actions. This is why you got to get real with yourself. And you're going around... Praying one thing and you're acting another. You have to stop and say, wait a minute, why am I acting this way? Why am I, why, why is my response like this? And you can get real with yourself. Lord, I know better than this. Forgive me, sir. That's just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of doubt and unbelief right there. And, I just, right now, Father, I repent of all that mess. I, st- I, I want to stay connected, praise God. So I thank, come on, that's what, what it was. That's the way it works. Do you want it or not? What is it you need? What is it you want? What is it you want to see happen? That's why you have to walk by faith, not by sight. That's why through faith and patience you inherit the promises. That's why through patient endurance these things come to pass. Come on, somebody, why? Because you stay with it. You stay on it till you're fully persuaded that what God has promised, He is also able to perform. There's no condemnation. There's no guilt. There's no inferiority being placed on you. There's none of that mess, no shame being placed on you. It's just getting real. If my mind is running down other thoughts, I need to arrest those things. If my actions aren't lining up with what I say I'm believing for and praying for, make adjustments on those things. There's nothing wrong with that. It's better to make the adjustments, maybe even at times being humbled a little bit, but you make the adjustments. Why? Because I want manifestation. I want breakthrough. I want my miracle. I want my sign, my wonder. I want the answer. I want clarity. I want direction. I want the job. I want the increase. It's worth it. All right. Let me give you one more. And then we'll let you go. Okay. Let's go to Mark. Mark 11. How about this? Some people thought um, Brother Hagen wrote this, but he didn't. He just had a real revelation of it. Amen. And uh, anyway, never mind. Anyway. Uh, verse 22 says this, Jesus answered and said to them, okay, this is after the, uh, the, fi- the fig tree, remember, there was no fruit on it, he cursed it, walked away, they came back later, fig tree's dead, literally dried up by the roots. I mean, we're talking about a manifestation that poof, you know, and so the boys are like, yo, look at the fig tree, the one he cursed this morning. And he says, have faith in God. Huh? It literally means have the faith of God. In other words, this is how it works, boys. Okay, verse 23. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, the word mountain just means that which towers above, that which overshadows or towers above. So you might have a mountain in your life. You might have some situation that tries to tower itself over you, some situation that tries to overrun you or override you. Well, what do you do with that thing? Well, you just let it beat you up. No! What do you do? It says, you say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. And if he doesn't doubt in his heart, but he believes that those things which he says 
will be done. He will have, he will have, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24. Therefore, or because of this, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Did he stumble? Did he stagger? Was Jesus just trying to make everybody feel good for a moment? Maybe he didn't know what he was talking about. He totally knew what he was talking about. And he says, listen, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe, 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 believe. Well, I'm, I'm not really, I'm, I'm struggling. Then let's change that. Okay, stop right there. Because you're not going to receive. Listen, no, no, no. Don't go playing patty cake with the devil here. Don't go lying to yourself. Lying. Come on, if you're, if, if you're going to pray and you're going to believe, all right, then if you, find, you know inside you're not in a place of believing, then step back for a second, make the adjustment. There's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. There's no condemnation. The key is to understand, listen, I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with that. Okay, then why are you struggling with that? Well, it's just, it's like the, the concept of it or something. It's just not saying, well, then get it back. What do you do? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Take that word. Now, let's, let's meditate on it some more. Let's take that thing in. That Jesus said that. Jesus said that. Yeah, Jesus said that. All right, do you believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus. Do you believe what Jesus would say? Do you think he'd lie to you? I don't believe he'd lie to me a bit. Okay, so what did he say? Well, he said this. So what do you, what do you believe? Well, hmm, well, I'm supposed to believe this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you believe that? Can you believe that? Well, okay, no, you don't. You're staggering. Okay, no, no big deal. Okay, get back in it. What's it say? Who said that to you? Well, God said this. Is this his book? Yes. Is this the B-I-B-L-E? Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Is it a, blue, is it a, is it a covenant? Uh, in fact, the new covenant, better promises, right? I mean, even if it's something you're standing on concerning something that was in the other covenant, come on, somebody, it's, it's a benefit. Hallelujah. I'll take the benefits. I don't, whatever. The point is, okay, I'm struggling. Okay, so what do you do? You go back up and you back up and say, I struggle with that. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. You said it in your word. That's my promise. That's my benefit. Jesus paid a price so I could have that. So, Father, I thank you and praise you right now. And that, I love this. Create me a clean heart. If that's, if that's a problem, if it's me here, create me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Well, Pastor, I happen to know. Going to muddy up the waters. You go there. I'm the righteousness of God because of what Jesus did. I can receive all that he offered me. In fact, if I would receive all that he offered me, it'd probably change my life. I'd probably be a happier person. I'd probably actually be okay to be around. I would be a light. I would be salt. I would be a difference maker in a crooked and perverse generation. Why? Because of a God who's good, a God who nothing's impossible for, goes and does something like that for a man like me. Hallelujah!
Sounds to be very sharp. So, real quick, why don't you all stand up and then I'll, it'll help. So he said, well, bless God, if I'd have known that, I stood up a half hour ago. <laughs> that text in Mark, and I'd just like to um, throw this out there. You know, get, get your saying in line with your praying. That's another little key. So not only the actions, not only the thoughts, but you're saying. If you're, if, you're, if you're praying and you're believing something, you say you believe in something, then your words ought to be hooked up with that. Again, no condemnation, no guilt, no shame. If your words are coming out opposite, you've got to step back, get it square, get it straight, step back into this thing. Because you want to get to the place where you're fully persuaded. In fact, I recommend in certain situations, the ministry of silence is wonderful. Because if you think every time I open my mouth it's going to be ugly, it'd just be better just smile and don't say anything. Amen. It'll help because words are creative. So that's just one thing. So these little things, and my doubt is, there, am I allowing the second thoughts in? If I am, I address it. If my actions are not showing that I'm actually believing or, you know, believing what I'm saying I'm believing, make adjustments. If your words coming out are not lining up with what you prayed, make the adjustments. That's all it takes. Just start getting, because you want to be fully persuaded that what God has promised, He's also able to perform. You might as well get your miracle. You might as well get your breakthrough. You might as well get your provision. You might as well get your answer. You might as well get clarity. You might as well get direction. You might as well get the wisdom. You might as well get the job. You might as well get the raise. Somebody's going to get it. It might as well be you. I mean, somebody's going to get that, that divine opportunity. It might as well be you. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. And thank you, Lord, for the faith of this people who are grabbing hold of those promises. Thank you for every breakthrough, every miracle, every sign, every wonder. Thank you, Lord, for, for, for everything concerning their household, their health, their finance, their marriages, their families, everything. Hallelujah. Every promise. We claim it and thank you for it. And Father, just right now we just say, Forgive us for the times that we let this thing stagger, waver, wrong thoughts, wrong words, wrong actions. And we thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we receive that promise and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Did you get something today? Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.